Okay, so welcome everyone. So glad to have you on the call today. Um, so this past week was a little bit slow. Um, not a lot. Of, not a lot happened. Um, I've been really busy with uh, some client work, extra client work, and I had the conference last week, React Europe, where I presented uh, Blitz, and that went really good. So I was that took some of my focus. Um, Rudy has been busy with work too, and but that's okay. Like there's going to be times where activity ebbs and flows and comes and goes, and so it's you know it's just to be expected par for the course for an open source project where people aren't getting paid. Um, but so far, like everything's everything's going good. We're seeing more buzz and activity on Twitter after the conference. Like people suggesting like, hey, Blitz is solving this problem, or you should check this out, or Etc. So that's cool. Um, tonight, in about uh, five hours or so, I'm doing a live stream with Kitsy, the Kitsy on uh, Twitter. So I'm doing a live stream with him on Blitz tonight. So that should be fun. Uh, see, see what kind of bugs He's we can going to find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pro probably, most likely. Most likely. Uh, I actually really like that with his streams because, like, he's super honest. Yeah. yeah. He's like super honest. He's like, uh, I had this stream with the AWS guy last week, and their stuff is better. Like right, right to the point. Which yeah, is actually so, like better, better yeah. than saying like, oh, yeah. no, this is cool. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. Those kinds of compliments never work. <laughs> when, when someone says everything is good, it like doesn't help. Yeah. Um, so I'll be taking notes the whole time, probably like, oh, fix this, mm -hmm. fix this. So um, uh, when is it? Ten, in in like five hours, roughly. I'm not sure. The, yeah, I'm not sure the exact time the stream will start, but you can like subscribe yeah. to his profile or whatever to get notifications. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the Kitsy on Twitch. Yeah, oh. Kitsa. Yeah, it, it's funny how uh, Americans pronounce that, pronounce European names. <laughs> like E is not pronounced E, but E. Like, Good to like know. Good to know. Um, okay. So the um, one thing in that I we just got finished up a uh, new feature that was just published today um, in 0 0.11.0 is the new uh, dash dash parent flag uh, for blitz generate. So now you can, uh, before you could run blitz generate all, let's say project, and that would generate all the, the queries, pages, et cetera, for a project. And now you can also run blitz generate all task dash dash parent project. And so that'll generate all the task pages as a child of project. So the route is slash project, slash project ID slash task slash task ID. And so this is a pretty common pattern. And then the queries and mutations also uh, will attach the task to the, the parent project. So anytime you have a, a parent-child uh, model relationship, then this is super helpful for, for scaffolding that out real, really quick. So I was really wanting to have that done for the stream tonight with Kitsa. So we'll see. Hopefully it works correctly. So far, I've been really happy with it. And that was done by Adam. He did a great job on that. Adam Marcon. Um, okay. And 
also uh, we have a we're going to do a code base walkthrough like the of the blitz framework code base um on monday this coming monday may 25th at 11 a.m utc that's also in the slack so two announcements. Hours from now. no 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 yeah <laughs> what so in in a week next monday next monday but oh, like uh, yes. it's easier for people who are not utc to convert this like in in two hours yeah okay. and there's a there's a link in the slack that says like see the time in your time zone mm -hmm. in the announcements channel oh, nice. yeah so that will we will uh myself adam and rudy will be like walking through different parts of the code base uh with the goal for anyone who wants to contribute to blitz to get a an understanding of like how the code fits together, the different packages, etc. And we'll record that and post that too. So if you can't make it, you can watch it later. So that'll be good. Um, and uh, next thing is uh, plain JavaScript support. I, I still really want it, um, but there's just too many issues right now. Um, there's, I think, so there's a, a PR that we merged that we had to revert because it, of um, a dependency thing. And this, this was, the, so the issue is that the, the code that we, the files that we generate for the, the API stuff, the RPC API stuff, the template is in TypeScript. And so when you put that in a JavaScript app without TypeScript, then that fails. And so we need our server compiler to like um, basically automatically compile that with Babel. And we, we did that with TypeScript, but then we had a, a, a problem with the dependency stuff. And so we just need to switch that over to Babel. And then there's still other uh, stuff like the console doesn't work yet with JavaScript and maybe some other like issues. So this is something that if somebody wants to like, um, has time and wants to focus on something, you could just say, hey, I'm gonna take care of the good plain JavaScript working, um, or at least at least as much of it as you can. Like there's, there's multiple things to do and so you could work on part of that. So that's something that's like um, somebody can work on. It's interesting though that we haven't really had anyone that's like, oh, can't wait till you get JavaScript support. So it's kind of interesting. Okay, um, let's talk, uh, get an update on authentication. So um, maybe Rashab, you can give us an update. I, I guess, yeah, sure. for, so first, um, I'll just re remind everyone that we posted the RFC for session management in the repo, it's as a, open as a PR. And we posted that like a week and a, a, week and a half ago or something. Uh, so far, uh, feedback we have gotten has been good, favorable. So we're con continuing to work on actually um, building that. So now, Rashad, you can. Awesome. Um, so essentially, the next step uh, for that is we should write the pseudocode for the whole session management system. Um, and the reason, I mean, the reason I don't want to directly start coding in is because um, the lot of a lot of moving parts. So like something, for example, the way you create um, one of the session tokens uh, would affect how you read or manage it on the front end side. 
So um, and it will also affect. Uh, so we essentially have two different ways of doing sessions. One is the essential, and one is the advanced. And we want to be able to let users switch between the two uh, without logging any existing user out on their system. Um, so that would also mean that you have to have like a complete um, architectural overview of of how you know the tokens are created, managed, blah blah, before you can actually start coding in because. You know, if you code in and then you realize that uh, this has like a wrong format, for example, then you have to like redo quite a few things. So the first step is to like write the pseudocode for everything, which is what I'm doing right now. Um, and then, you know, we can just translate that into code directly. That's pretty much it. So it should take about, let's say a week or something to write down the pseudocode for the whole, whole system. Um, so that includes the backend functions, uh, how it interacts with the database, with database, Tables, um, how the backend. So, the, so there are like multiple layers, right? One is the what is the main um, uh, layer that kind of handles all the session logic, and using that you build the user interface. That using that you build the developer interface, and and you have the front end side as well, which needs to you know be able to manage the tokens on the front end. So. Um, yeah, that's something that'll take about a week from now, and then we can directly start going in. Awesome. So you you asked me in Slack yeah. about um, uh, like get repo or something for the pseudo code. Yeah, that would be. Ideal. Um, you could. Um, you could probably open a branch, or just like open. We can add really a, keep it. What, Fran? Uh, so, so, sorry, maybe we can keep it in the RFC repo? We the drafts? RFC repo. We can just... We have a drafts repo. Yeah, the drafts repo. Yeah, the drafts repo. Yeah, that's we probably can, like, a good place. Keep the draft there, and when we finish it, just add it as a RFC. So, like, add it to the RFC file in the main uh, repo. But for now, we can keep yeah, it there. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm not sure if I want to add it to the RFC. That would become really, really long. Like, yeah, not add it to uh, the RFC, but like add it as a different document, like if it makes sense. But if it's implemented in code, that's like it's this is just a draft um, document to like blueprint. So, yeah, Rashab, I think I think just add it to the drafts repo as a new PR for a new file. All right. Or multiple files, um, or whatever you need. Yeah, the moment is just one file, but uh, let's see how it goes. I mean, it's already pretty long, and just function is written like creating a new session in the essential method. Um, and by the way, I'm not going to. Um, so I think we're not going to implement anonymous sessions right now, right? Is that is that correct? Correct. All right. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Anyone have questions or comments on? Authentication. Um, I'm going to probably this weekend, hopefully get uh, the HTTP middleware built, unless someone beats me to it. Get that actually built and working in the, in the Blitz code base. Um, and then once I get that done, I will be working on the actual identity verification. So like username and password how that works, because that's, that's another layer above what Rishabh is working on. Will it also support uh, OAuth too? 
Yep. Yep. So um, what Rashab is working on is the session management, which tracks the user session, like whether the user is logged in or out, and that's going to use cookies and so and tokens and so forth. Um, and that like will can the identity verification then is auth zero or whatever, and anything can plug into the session management. So right. Uh, just a Sorry, sorry. Uh, just a clarification point. Um, so OR two is essentially for delegation purposes. So if somebody wants to, um, somebody wants to build a Blitz app, and um, let's say you're building Yelp using Blitz, and you want you want to you want to allow other people to um, get a user's data from your app, um, that's where OAuth would come in. But um, if you just want to connect your front end to the back end, like you know most apps do. That's session management, which is slightly different to OAuth. Um, I, you know, I can get into more detail as to why it's different and you know what that implies. But I think that's um, yeah. I just wanted to point out that clarification. Lori, did you ask about Auth zero or OAuth? OAuth. OAuth. Okay. So Sorry. I was... Social social providers. Uh, okay. Like Facebook, Google. So like logging in with with other providers, yeah. then yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that would like you could use Auth zero to do that, or um, I think we'll also be able to support. Hopefully, we can support any passport provider or strategy, the, the Express Passport package. Um, like we might be able to have an adapter or something where you could plug in those. So we still have to investigate that, but hopefully, but yeah, ability to log in with other um, OAuth providers would be good. Okay. What else? Does anyone else have anything to talk about that you want to talk about? Um, someone, I've, I'm not, I forget his name. I don't know his name. He doesn't have his name on Slack. Asked about adding um, a reviewer role as to maintainers. Um, so, like, instead of a level one maintainer or a level two maintainer, there'd be like a like reviewer role or something. Um, I think something like that could make sense. I need to think about it a little bit, like kind of how that would work. But I think it's it's kind of like a um, more of a um, code focused, like level one maintainer is more, a little bit more community focused. And so this could be more like, we could have a role that's a little more like code focused where people just want to be like, not worry about issue triage and stuff and more just like actual technical stuff. Um, so I think that would be good. Bringing that, that seems like it, something like that could kind of fit with like the, how you are contributing. What do you, th what are your thoughts about it? If any, so I, I don't know. Like it seems good. Maybe like we could separate, but I think that's like unnecessary for now. For now, we have like a total of what ten maintainers, uh, ten like completely core team maintainers, level one and level two. I don't know if we like need another level. Maybe to like better specify because like um, the maintainers uh, level two. 
Um, so for, uh, for now, it's Adam and Robert. Uh, Adam on the CI, Robert on the website. Uh, so like when I finish tests, it would be good to add me as for tests and add some other people, uh, Rashid for auth and so on, to like more specify uh, when creating PRs, who is going to review what. Not only to review, uh, to rely on the code ownership of uh, code ownership features of GitHub, to more rely on the structure of the team. So, for example, when I finish the testing framework, so like I'm working currently with Jest, so like setting up Jest examples um, that should be auto generated when you auto scaffold the whole. So like when you run the generate project, uh, we're also at tests, and I'm working on some Cypress tests, but that should be optional because that takes a lot longer and it's hard to set up in CI. But it's like the unit test should be generated automatically because Rails does like uh, assert through, which is like, okay, and what am, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. Uh, also, like uh, create React app, I think like by default does it renders, which is pretty much useless to people. Uh, I think that like their templates for like add a button and a state to just like uh, show you how to test an app. Because like having a create React app where the React logo spins um, and the test be like it passes isn't really useful. Yes. Uh, showing people how to like easily test so, like that, that would still be one file change. Just add a button and a state and show people how to test it and show people how to make like a simple app because like that isn't a simple app. That's like free HTML tags. Um, so like having something like that that would be auto generated seems like a great option. Uh, because we would lead more people into testing because like people mostly don't do testing because they don't know how and they don't want to because of that because it's a barrier to entry uh, RSpec does something in the middle RSpec generates model tests for example uh, so like the validation stuff RSpec can generate that by itself uh, and some controller stuff with some other plugins but like we should add uh, examples for how to test stuff which would lead to more actually not really test driven development, but like when people realize that that's amazing. Um, so like the tests uh, give you great confidence, uh, like confidence in actually like refactoring stuff that it doesn't break. When people realize that I think more and more people will write tests if we show them that very easily. I think that like create react exam, uh, react app example is pretty bad because it's like, just like, it passes and everyone's like, okay, I have passed, it passed, it <laughs> renders. Uh, that, that's not a great example. Uh, yeah. I think that's like, that's quite important. I'll probably have something by the end of the week. Um, oh. So like the example of Jest and I already set up the Cypress thing. So we're gonna add that. So like the idea is in the future uh, to add it as an installer, but for now uh, I'm just gonna add it to the store example and then we'll generate just test by default and add Cypress as an installer later. Okay. Because like the one other problem is that Cypress by default, actually like I, pretty much, I think pretty much always installs Chromium and Electron as peer dependencies and it takes a couple of minutes on a faster laptop with a faster internet. So like it could take upwards of 10 minutes to just download Chromium and it's like 200 gigs, uh, 200 megs or something. It's like it's right. not really uh, good to install it in a uh, scaffolded app by default. But yeah, yeah uh, so I think we, I we, think you're right. Uh, yeah. um, on the uh, the Cypress. Important. Yeah, so I think you're right about everything. Uh, but this Cypress, uh, while we're here, I, I 
I hadn't really thought about not including Cypress by default, but I think that's probably a good idea. So it doesn't like get in the way of people who are just doing something simpler. Yeah. Um, but then if it's like one command to, um, you know, add it and that's- Blitz installed Cypress uh, and it yes. sets everything up. Yes. And like it said, it adds hooks to um, create Cypress tests when you generate to the CI. That would be like yep. amazing. Um, yep. So like when we just install that, just add hooks uh, to generate that. And that's it. Yep. Um, and then yeah, I, I totally agree on the create React app. It renders thing like not. I, I hate that too. So I'm currently working on a project where every time you generate a component, it like generates a test file for it, and it's it renders. And it's just so annoying because it doesn't actually like tell you anything. It doesn't and, help you. It doesn't yeah. help you in any way. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm, I was one, I was been thinking about maybe we shouldn't generate um, any test by default for components or pages, but only for queries and mutations. My idea is when you scaffold the whole app, uh, if we can generate sense, uh, sensible tests, so like the actually a good test that like tests the whole form and creation and so on, then we should do it. Otherwise, we should just focus on the backend and then add an option to scaffold tests because they probably won't be great at the beginning. So yeah. like maybe we shouldn't force them down people's throat because like Rails does that and it's super annoying. Yeah. I, I generate a model and I get like, I, I generate the scaffold and I get a CSS file. Exactly. I, I <laughs> yeah. I exactly. Yeah. Okay, then let's so, yeah. uh, let's just focus on the back end. So queries and mutation test for now. Mm -hmm. um, and then we can, once we have like more maybe form generation, things set up, then we can see about adding tests for that. Mm -hmm. well, okay. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, uh, sorry, yeah, I actually have to, have to leave. Uh, I actually have to leave. Uh, if there's anything else specific to um, authentication or session management that you know anybody wants to discuss, um, I'll be available on Slack. Okay, thank you, Rasham. Bye. Bye. Have a good day, good evening for everybody. Yeah, bye. Okay, um, anything else to talk about on testing while we're here? Uh, we should actually check. There were some tests, I don't know if we fixed that. Uh, there were some tests that were like failing and then when you reran it, it like worked. I increased uh, I the Cypress timeout. Okay. Uh, it, 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 it was actually Cypress. It, it, it was with CI, um, so like in GitHub. Uh, so we had the test fail on something and then I just like reran the test and it worked. So like if that happens again, we should actually take a look at that. Uh, because, uh, like, I think there was a Cypress timeout in one of those. Uh, so like one of them was a Cypress timeout, but other oh, one another was one? Okay. a CLI fail. Oh, CLI. So, okay, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were saying CI from GAB. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. I, which, uh, that's a good question. Like with our long timeouts for tests, like is something wrong or is it just because we're doing a bunch of stuff? Uh, I was thinking that like that's gonna slow things down in a way, but like maybe try and run it in parallel, but on multiple containers. 
So like what we're currently doing is we're running uh, sequentially Ubuntu, uh, so like the initial uh, build, then Ubuntu, then Windows. Uh, my idea was to try and run Ubuntu um, integration tests, Ubuntu this, Ubuntu that, so on and so forth. So like we, we would have like, I don't know, 10 CI steps, but they would all run in parallel and you would see, uh, so like you would see that only one thing failed. Uh, that would help. Here, yeah. uh, yeah, because like uh, I don't, uh, I think that like if Cypress times out, it breaks the whole build. But if other stuff times out, uh, still does its thing and like it yeah. works. But I think that like uh, I think that like, one of the things, if one of the things fails, uh, other stuff fail. If other stuff fails, it's okay. Uh, it just uh, is just reported as a fail at the end. But I think it was Cypress because like when it fails, it like returns a processor. I don't know. I think it's like what, minus one or something weird and the whole build failed. So maybe try running it, uh, not in parallel in one container, but just like add more containers to it. Uh, just like copy and paste stuff. Uh, that could be faster. The like main problem with that is that when we add a new package and new tests, we need to think about adding a new uh, CI container. Yes. That actually might be slower. I don't know. Uh, I no. think Right. We might use, we would use up more GitHub workflow uh, minutes. Minutes, yeah. But I'm not sure. Actually, it shouldn't be that much more because, like, it would be I don't know uh, those like 20 seconds at the beginning for the um, build when you build all the packages. Yeah, for, yeah. Just because, like, we have one build step and then we I, I think we have one build step and store it in artifacts. Uh, oh, if we can build it one time and then reuse it. Yeah. So like we build it once and after that, it's like, yeah, yeah in the main, uh, build and test. What am I on the old branch or something? Probably. Uh, okay. Um, so like here, yeah, we have a build and yeah, we actually don't. So like we have a build and test thing that like uh, we actually don't need to um, store stuff because it's in one action um, so like we, we have a first uh, just like check install time and after that we run build and test and build and test is sequential so like first we build then we test uh, we could do I don't know if it's, it's going to be slower it probably is but I don't know by how much we could try having a build step that stores it in an artifact so like it just uploads it somewhere um, and then other tests just pull the built version and test it. We can try that. Maybe it's going to be faster. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. How are we on uh, GitHub uh, CI minutes? I don't know either. But, like, I, I think that like build is 10 minutes or something. That's a lot. Um, let me just see. Yeah, especially the Windows one is pretty long. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, one thing I, was, I forgot to mention, or what, I forgot that I was going to talk about it, is the installers, or they're now going to be called recipes. So we talked, we had a meeting last week, Adam and I, with the Gatsby team, with Kyle and um, uh, John, I think, um, that are working on the Gatsby recipes. And so what Gatsby recipes are is an MDX, a file 
that uh, can serve as both documentation for a recipe and actual recipe. And, and a recipe can install packages in your project. It can install code, set up um, dependencies. So like it can install like Tailwind in one step, or it can install install Sentry in one step, or Cypress in one step. And so the, the Gatsby recipes are a really nice format for writing them. And then they also have really nice tooling for like running, running the recipes um, and then displaying like the results um, in, in different ways. So you can, you can have a, a CLI user interface and you can also um, have a graphical user interface. So that's, it's a really nice like core that you can have different interfaces for. Um, for like displaying what's happening as the recipe is installing. And it can also like prompt the user for information about like, do you want, how do you want to name this or a question or, or something. So we're really excited, excited about this. And Adam is going to be working to like, I think he's probably tomorrow or this weekend is going to start um, seeing about how we can start integrating that. Um, and so that's, that'll be really, really nice. So maybe in a, a few weeks, we can have something um, like prototype working. So, so you said that like, uh, it's mainly the core that can be extens uh, extended with uh, GUI or CLI. So like there's an API, a common API that we can yeah. easily add it, to our It own actually exposes a GraphQL API. Okay, so like, yeah. uh, everything so, gets this GraphQL. <laughs> yeah, of course. There, there's CLIs, or everything. How to import an image? Just like <laughs> the lines of GraphQL. What else would you do? <laughs> yep. Obvious. It's super obvious. Just like type in this query. Yep. Obviously, what else? Um, so yeah, Dylan has been working on the, the our graphical user interface. Um, and they have it working so that you can run a project now and then create a project. So that's, that's really exciting. So we'll probably see a PR you know, somewhat soon for that. But then, yeah, we can integrate recipes directly into our, our GUI. So you can be like, uh, search all the available recipes, click install, and it'll, you can see the output right there in, your, in the GUI. So that'll make Kitsy happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You, you should lead with that. <laughs> we, we have an experiment on QI. <laughs> just, just like, don't talk about CLI. <laughs> we run everything the GUI. <laughs> so yeah, um, so I think that covers everything that I had to talk about today. So, um, if anyone wants to just talk about something and shoot the breeze. Um, oh yeah, so one other thing actually is um, I would love feedback from you all now or later or anyone watching about how I, if there's anything that I should stop doing or anything that I should start doing. Um, so I, I really appreciate any, any feedback. Um, if you have anything here, you can say it or if you want to tell me later, that's fine too. Um, but yeah, anytime like, um, like if I, somebody feels like I'm stepping on your toes or like being rude or like, anything like please just reach out like that's not what i want to do so i, I really appreciate any feedback on stuff like that 
nothing like that. Just one thing. So like uh, with Free Code Camp, we're building a chapter that's like a meetup alternative, which is going to be open source. And like since Free Code Camp is like, like it's completely for a nonprofit, uh, it's run from donations. It's like this is the idea because like uh, since Meetup said uh, they're going to just like jack the prices um, recently. And also they currently have a huge problem because like they're parent company we work is not only leaking money but currently leaking even more money because like no one is working at their offices and they still have to pay them uh meet the price are probably going to go up um because like pretty much no one is using it uh right now actually like less people are using it uh there are online uh, meetups so like for that uh we also have like these weekly um uh, skypes so, like i think it was like uh, google meet or something but like we would every time we would create an agenda before that in Google Docs and a couple of people in the chat would actually write things down in Google Docs. And after that, we just like convert to Markdown and post on GitHub. We can like have it in a folder on another, like probably it would be best to just like keep it as a Markdown file in the blog section of Docsaurus. It can like generate blogs. So like just keep it on our site or post it in Slack or somewhere because, uh, Pretty much no one wants to go through an hour long meeting on YouTube to see what happened. It would be easier to just like have it in text form. Yeah. There's like someone could just type along. On the, the meeting great. notes about what we talked yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. Meeting notes, who was in the meeting, what was proposed. Like we, we could, uh, it's like the things you do usually when you create a thread on Slack to yeah. add stuff. Um, it's like just those questions, add them to the Google Doc and share the link here. Others can like add it and so on and then just like convert to Markdown and post on our site that, or in Slack. But like the problem with Slack is that we're on a free tier. Uh, we have a lot of people. We're not gonna be paying for uh, the more yep. expensive tier. So we're probably gonna quite soon run out of messages. Uh, like not run out of the message, but like move that 10K buffer. Um, so like we either move to Discord or <laughs> we keep it somewhere else because Slack is pretty temporary. Yeah. Um, we're keeping stuff like that. Yeah, and that's that, a, it, it's quite easy to just like deploy it on our site. That's a great point. I uh, took meeting notes on our very first one, but then I haven't, haven't ever since. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll set something up for next time. Um, if anyone wants, well, for, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, I'll, I'll think about that and set something up. Thank you for the suggestion. Okay. Anything else anyone wants to talk about? Sean, have you had a chance to uh, do anything more? Unfortunately, not, no, but um, I will do soon. <laughs> I need that authentication. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, surprisingly, there's a few people that have got authentication working. They're like, they have a custom API route uh, that they're, they're hitting to set the cookies and stuff. And then they're getting a, like a JWC or whatever in the front end and then manually passing that down in, into the query and mutation arguments and then using it that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I do have a couple it. of endpoints in the next project that I could probably wire up that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're we're trying to get out as as soon as possible. So. 
Well, hey, I could come and help, I suppose, perhaps. <laughs> and speed things up, maybe. Okay, well, let's, let's uh, end here, I think. And really appreciate you all, you all being here and your input. And we will meet, um, next week will be um, a day earlier at the opposite time zone. And it'll be at the same, in two weeks, it'll be at the same day and time. So, and then uh, the times are on the contributing.md document in the repo and then also in the Slack announcements channel. So thank you, bye.